Welcome to the Faithful Fathering Podcast. This is Rick Wirtz, founder and president of Faithful Fathering, where we encourage and equip dads to be faithful fathers, to prioritize physical presence, be engaged emotionally, and lead spiritually by example. In this series, we're uh, opening up the door to some Q&A time, some questions you may have as a dad, and uh, we welcome any kind of feedback or uh, drop us a message as uh, further questions you may have, and if these, que- if these answers resonate with you as well. Welcome. Well, uh, number one always is uh, the Bible. I I was challenged 30-plus years ago by a pastor to, uh, he said, uh, do you know Jesus? And I said, well, pastor, I've I've been baptized. He said, that's not what I asked. Do you know Jesus? I said, well, I'm here at church every Sunday. That's not what I asked. (laughs) Have you read his book? Do you know him? And I said, wait a minute, I just read man-sized books, you know, about uh, about a quarter-inch thick. And he says, well, start with man-sized pieces. You know, read, read Romans. And, uh, and then read all the letters through Jude, then go back and read the Gospels through Acts, and then go back to Genesis and read all the way through Revelation. And I did that. I, I got up a little bit early. I'm an early riser anyway, and Dad said, it's whatever window of time works for you. It can be 30 minutes. It can be 45 minutes. Just uh, read a, a chapter a day. Uh, start in Romans and Romans 1, 2, and, and just go through the one chapter a day. Uh, maybe write down the favorite verse in that chapter, and uh, and then uh, and then pray through that. You know, that's that's what that did for me. It introduced a whole. Uh, it introduced me to the biblical worldview. At the end of the day, I didn't realize that I was completely caught up in a secular worldview, which meant you know, doing the job, making money, paying the bills. You know, these types of things, which are all important. But uh, what the Bible started to open the door to me uh, on was that. The biblical, biblical worldview is uh, why all that's important, because God's blessed us with the opportunity to represent him in family, and in family we raise a generation that's going to glorify him. And uh, that's why family is under attack, because that is the foundation uh, for us to raise a godly generation and continue to honor him and glorify him in this world. So uh, that that process, I, uh, I don't understate that the Bible is the most important book I've ever read, and I've read it many times now, but that first time was a long journey. It was a two, three-year journey, and I enjoyed every minute of it, uh, but it opened the door with uh, seeing things, and, and in particular, you know, interaction with your children, you start to realize from a biblical worldview, you can respond to situations that they face, whether it's a failure to make a team, uh, auditioning for a band, uh, you know, these types of things. You can just start to challenge your children to accept the responsibilities uh, of, of the gifts the, that the Lord has given you. They can be academic or they can be physical. Uh, you know, these are the things that we can uh, encourage as a function of uh, being a child of God. So that biblical worldview is what the Bible has taught me. Another book that has been uh, instrumental is a a dad that is still to this day a father figure to me, a spiritual father figure, and that's uh, Dr. Ken Canfield's Heart of a Father. Uh, Then there he he woke me up to the heritage that I am uh, burdened with as a a child of my dad and my mother, and then the heritage that I'm blessed with, uh, which... The, the earthly father and uh, mom are certainly a blessing. Uh, sometimes it's well disguised, but, uh, but then we always have the blessing of the heavenly father and the heritage that we have as a, as a child of God, an heir of God, a co-heir with Jesus the Christ. 
And uh, so that's something that uh, Ken taught me through uh, his book, Heart of a Father, and I've been blessed to have a, a great relationship with Ken over the years as well. And I just highly recommend that book. He's written several others as well, but that's, that's one of my favorites. And then as a devotion, I always use uh, Oswald Chambers, My Utmost for His Highest. And uh, that's been a blessing to me uh, for many years, uh, 15, 20 years. I still continue to read it every day. And I have several small groups that reference it as well every day. And when we meet once a week, we talk about what one hit us across the week. I also used it to uh, uh, when, when our, our kids went off to college. I uh, bought each of them uh, a leather-bound, utmost for his highest, my utmost for his highest, Oswald Chambers' devotion. And I just told him, I said, you know, I read this every day. If you're reading it and you have a question, uh, let's, let's talk about it. So it encouraged uh, a spiritual discussion. And occasionally I'll drop a, uh, a text off to him and say, hey, Oswald got me today. Did he get you? Or I'll share a, a piece of it. And, uh, and they said, yeah, you know, yeah, it did. Or I didn't read it today. And that's okay, too. We don't have to read it every day. But uh, I think it is good to have a devotion. Uh, and of course, a fourth example is the book I just wrote, which was a journey in itself, and that's the, the book called Seasons of Fathering, a Handbook for Life. And that's, that's been instrumental in, in helping me understand uh, just the journey and the way the role of a father changes as we mature uh, in relationship with our maturing kids. And uh, so the idea of of maturing in relationship with your children as they mature is something I didn't uh, particularly grasp when uh, we were going through some of the early teen years. And uh, so that's something I encourage dads to read as well, is so that you're ready for it. Uh, you know, in the teacher season, we're, we're instilling some values, values and uh, our, our faith that we grew up under that we want our children to embrace, to prepare them for some of the outside influences they're gonna face. As a coach uh, father, then we're in those teen years, we're uh, preparing, we're, we're empowering them in their faith to make good decisions, wise decisions, as in the midst of these uh, outside influences. And finally, when you get my age, you're, you're a counselor, you, you uh, encourage your children in faith, through faith, by praying for them, continue to pray for them daily, even as adult children. Uh, but then you're letting go in love, of course, as well. Understanding the Lord has everything under control, and they're going to make some good decisions, they're going to make some bad decisions, uh, but that's from your perspective, but it's their journey. So uh, Seasons of Fathering is another book I'll throw in there as a, as a fourth bonus uh, book, okay? <laughs> but I, I do encourage reading, uh, you know, be a study of fathering. And, of course, uh, again, the best book is the Bible, but there's a lot of other books out there from Ken Canfield. Uh, there's a, uh, Robert Lewis's uh, Raising a Modern Day Knight, uh, Betterman's book, uh, uh, Play the Man. Uh, there's, there's a lot of different uh, resources out there today that weren't there 30 years ago. So I encourage you to read and be a study of fathering. What's the best way for a busy dad to be mentored? I, <clears throat> I think the... Uh, the first step is to, to reach out to someone you respect. You know, I think uh, we need to initiate that sometimes. Just uh, if there's a gentleman in the church or maybe in your workplace or in your circles of activity, uh, just say, hey, can we go have breakfast one morning and just talk about things and uh, see if there's uh, 
any kind of uh, uh, bond or not a bond is probably not the right word. <laughs> See if there's any kind of uh, synchronization in the way you think, you know, like-mindedness. Uh, is what I always refer to. Is there uh, someone that's possibly further along in their walk with Christ, uh, maybe more mature, and maybe an older dad? Uh, I think uh, we can we can initiate those relationships. It can be the it can be a peer, maybe someone that's more mature, either along the journey uh, or spiritually mature uh, as well. So I, I would say to 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 maybe a family member, maybe a member in the church, it may be a peer at work. Uh, I just encourage uh, opening the door and and uh, see who's in your circles. <clears throat> I I personally like to. Uh, have a Paul and a Barnabas and a Timothy together, three men that uh, you have one older gentleman, you have uh, someone that's willing to, uh, uh, that could uh, rebuke you and uh, rebuke some situations that you're in. Uh, there's also that Timothy that you can invest in and be a, a mentor yourself as you, uh, as you go through uh, the journey of life. But uh, the key is to find those men in your circles that prioritize the right stuff and they're willing to spend some time with you to uh, talk it through. Technology, of course, opens a door to uh, allow some Zoom calls. It doesn't even have to be someone in your immediate circles. It could be someone in your extended family uh, or a pastor that's, that's moved away and uh, taken a calling somewhere else. You could uh, utilize technology to help maintain that regular contact and, uh, and interact as best you can to uh, have some in-person discussions. Uh, I also suggest that it be a regular uh, weekly commitment. Once you find that person that's willing to invest uh, with you, some time with you, then uh, try to establish a regular time. It might be one hour a week. It might be a couple of times a month, but it, it should be a regular window of time. And uh, finally, I always uh, encourage uh, picking a book to read. It can be a book of the Bible, First Peter, Second Peter, uh, Romans could be, a, or, or it could be another uh, book, uh, you know, some books that were popular back in the Promise Keepers days or uh, Point Man, uh, Finishing Strong. Uh, these, these types of books uh, are also uh, very powerful as well. But if you can read a book together, uh, that would stimulate some great discussion. Uh, but it is important to find someone that, uh, that you can be uh, real with and uh, that can hold you accountable as, uh, as you go through life. So uh, you can do that with a busy schedule. That's no problem. It's just a matter of prioritizing uh, that it is important to you to find that what I call a battle buddy uh, and, uh, and to discuss some of the things you're facing, either as a man, as a husband, as a father and uh, find that man that is setting those right priorities and understanding nobody, don't, don't put anybody on a pedestal. Uh, find someone that's willing to be real with you as well and, uh, and then go through life together. What do I think are the top problems dad needs to come over, overcome? What do I think the top problems are that dads need to overcome today? I, I see a, a huge leadership void in uh, fathering. Uh, we, we see dads... Uh, uh, a lot of times trying to manage the household, you know, the, the home, uh, uh, nothing wrong with managing the household. Uh, the challenge is uh, that if it becomes reactionary all the time, you're, uh, you're not leading very well. Uh, I think the, uh, the, the key is to step in and understand that uh, this is a leadership role as a dad. I think there's a void of, uh, of leaders in the, in the nation today. I think uh, uh, it's awful important to 
lead the way to church, uh, lead the way in making right decisions, lead the way in relationships, lead the way in, in exemplifying what a healthy relationship looks like in marriage, a relationship between a man and a woman. Uh, my favorite leader in scripture is uh, King Josiah. Uh, Josiah was one that uh, was a child king and uh, arguably the kingdom was being managed just fine. <laughs> But it wasn't until Shaphan, his uh, secretary, uh, connected with the, uh, the temple and found the book of the law, and then he read the book of the law in the presence of the king. And then the king realized the leadership role the Lord called him to. And uh, so he tore his robes and uh, uh, realized that he needed to step into this leadership role. And that leadership role called for him to read the scripture, read the book of the law in public to the people so that they understood uh, where he was coming from now and that uh, God was angry with uh, where they were at as a nation. Then he proceeded to lead the way to destroy the Asherah poles, all the altars, the high altars, and to uh, take, a, uh, take the lead in, in establishing, reestablishing God as their God, to destroy the idols that had become other gods to the people. And uh, through that whole process, he continued to draw closer to God and, uh, and, and re-initiate uh, uh, re a, a God movement in their home, in the, in the nation. And, uh, and I think that's what dads need to do in the home, is to re-initiate a God-centered focus uh, in marriage, in family, and uh, to walk into that as, uh, as a man of God. To, uh, that's how we lead the way to church and to move forward. Uh, part of that, uh, the, the, the things that are out there to uh, uh, take dads out are the distractions that are going on day to day in the world. Uh, they can be uh, the, the work schedule, they can be the internet, social media. Uh, all these things are distractions that try to uh, pull dad out of the leadership role that he's called to uh, stay in. And uh, so our, our job as dads is to rebuke those distractions and always prioritize the right stuff, as King Josiah did once he heard the book of the law. So uh, the way, you know, one, the other thing that uh, this post-COVID time has also introduced uh, quite a, a challenge when it comes to uh, uh, managing uh, time. Uh, you know, we... we Many people are, if they aren't working remotely full-time at home, they're working a couple days at home. And what that does is uh, the flow of your, you know, you can't sit in a meeting that you don't hear somebody's watch or a phone buzz, right? So, so your internet and, and some of the social media, emails, texts, they're flowing into the work time. And then the work time flows into your family time. And, and, and so it all just gets discombobulated to where there is no start and stop like there used to be. When, you'd le when you left the office in the old days, work was left behind. You came home, and you ate dinner, and you, you uh, had family time. Today, all of that is, uh, is, is all f fluid <laughs> between the, all of this. So I think this is another distraction for dads, is being able to establish start-stop times for their own work, uh, establishing start-stop times for children and screen time. You know, uh, again, uh, in days past, a TV program started at a certain time and it ended at a certain time. Today, video games go on forever right? 
so, so establishing again those boundaries and and to manage those distractions uh, is what uh, what what's taken dads out. And uh, I think those are the things that we can prioritize to uh, make sure that that we lead the way not only uh, spiritually in the home but practically in the way we interact with uh, technology and the uh, way we interact relationally in the home. So uh, that's my encouragement to you dads is to, to recognize those problems from a, a, a technological standpoint, from a relational standpoint, and from a spiritual standpoint and uh, keep those priorities right.